Hello and welcome to Down the Back of the Sofas, the podcast with Stephen... Oh, hang on, we have a special guest. Who is it? For this, <laughs> for this lovely review of 2020, I have a special guest, Graham Bryan. Hello mate, how are you? Hello, unfortunately Russ is off, he's got tonsillitis, which is not like tinsillitis, which you get at Christmas time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how have you been mate? I'm, I'm, right? I'm very well, how are you doing? Long time no see. It is very long time. I was trying. To, I was going to say with my normal introduction, you know, we've been friends. We've known each other for ten years, and I kind of think we've known each other for ten years as well. It's it's definitely close to that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we obviously met at work, and you know, we we sort of knew each other to talk to, you know, on on a work basis. But I think we kind of realised that unfortunately we were going to have to become friends when. We came over and, for some reason, one of us said, I have orange juice on me <laughs> from Steve Martin Live. And the other one got the reference. And we kind of looked and said, hang on, I don't know anybody else who's ever said that to me. We thought, oh, no, we're going to have to be friends oh, oh, now. Oh, say, we? can you see? Oh, no, I'm getting Legionnaire's <laughs> disease. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's probably a good 10 years. I, I think really it was when you sidled up and said you want to buy a speedy little boy, and I thought that's it. Yeah, that's I'm on. I'm in. I'm there. I'm on board. <laughs> that's not It's a space station. Okay, yeah, so this special episode is all about 2020. It's going to be our loves, lost, laughs, cries, and we're going to be going over, <laughs> we're going to be going over everything from movies, TVs, games, comics. Uh, there will be major spoilers in everything we do, so if you haven't seen it, played it, read it, tough. <laughs> you should have done. Switch off now and watch everything we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, should we kick off with uh, a couple of movies? Uh, we had Bad Boys for Life. Um, did you get? Did you manage to see it at all? It was on Sky. It was the yeah. Sky Cinema New Year film. And I have to say, no, I didn't. I'm terribly sorry. I, I, I wasn't a big f- fan of the franchise. Well, I tell a lie. I liked the first film. <laughs> but the second film made me go, do you know what? That's enough bad boys for me. <laughs> I think two. I, I enjoyed two because it was so over the top. This bad boys for life didn't do it for me at all. There was something not right about it. And um, so, yeah, I... I well, the um, fact they were I both was... on Zimmer frames. <laughs> It was. It was a bit of a disappointment. I, I expected a bit more, but uh, it didn't happen. Um, you also had Doctor Doolittle. Did you manage to see that at all? Yes, I did. 
I was it any, now I didn't. I must oh, admit okay. because because I just I heard rumblings that it was a bit, and so I just went okay. There's there's more to see, so I didn't bother. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you, did I miss anything? I, I I heard terrible things specifically about Robert Downey Jr.'s Welsh accent. Um, but obviously, having young children, it came out just before Christmas again on Sky Cinema, and so we sat down and watched it. And do you know what? It wasn't terrible. It no. was it was daft. It was silly. It was immediately forgettable hence why I'm glossing over the fact I can't remember much of the story <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was okay it wasn't bad it, it was did you ever bad. see the Rex Harrison one did, did you ever yes see oh god years and years ago yes. would you say from a classic point of view that's obviously better oh, without a shadow of a doubt yeah I mean this one deviates so far from from that original story yeah. Um, this is more of a, a it's a romp it's it's an adventure and at one point uh, I completely lost the plot and where they were going and why um, but then the, the the what I expected to be the big reveal at the end never happened so at least they sort of you know sort of confounded expectation by saying no we're not going to take this where you think we're going to take it we're uh, we're going to tell Go our own story else. so yeah it, it was alright they kind of teed it up a bit for a sequel which is obviously never going to happen but, um, <laughs> but no it was alright it wasn't terrible put, put that on the poster <laughs> <laughs> it was alright it wasn't terrible Graham <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one that did come out and uh, I really enjoyed uh, The Gentleman yes with, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie with, uh, with Matthew McConaughey was it Charlie uh, Hunman from like, Sons of Anarchy and Pacific Rim, Colin Farrell, Michelle Dockery and Hugh Grant, Ray. Oh. Ray, do you want to play a game, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hugh Grant playing the most un-Hugh Grant role you've ever seen in your life. You know, talk about throwing off the sort of, you know, English fop personality and just playing it down and dirty was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, I liked it and I... I you know, there's some good twists at the end, which I really enjoyed. I, yeah, it, it was uh, it, it was a bit, bit of a sleeper because I saw the trailer and thought, yeah, it looks okay. But then watched it and yeah, really like that. Really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I must admit, I, I did like that. I did like that one. Um, just one TV one that sort of stood out for me um, around about the beginning of the year was Star Trek Picard. Yes. Did you get a chance to see that? You know that? what? I'm not a Trek person. Um, I, 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 I astounded one of our mutual friends not that long ago by admitting again on whatsapp that i've never watched a star trek film or continued watching a star trek tv show and he was like well you must have watched something no he's you must have watched the original one well i, I catch your episode when i was a kid but but never habitually and he was stunned you know i almost thought thought at one point he he, he wasn't going to speak to me again but my luck wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> Have to try something else. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what um, what what is it about it then? Because all right, you've got so with the films and you've got so many different TV series. What's about it that doesn't appeal to you? I mean, I'm I'm not sure it's that it doesn't appeal to me. It's simply that it's too much of a commitment. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen Star Wars. Sorry, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek: The Voyage Home. You know, the fourth film. 
but saved the whales. Saved indeed, the whales. Yeah, <laughs> right. they literally did save the whales. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, I I can remember when uh, Next Generation came on and everybody was saying, "Oh, yeah, this is great. You have to watch it." And I thought, like, oh, "Really?" You know, it, it it. But then I could say the same. I mean, I, I, as, as you well know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I don't. I don't watch any of the Star Wars TV shows, for example. Um, I haven't seen The Mandalorian. I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't watch any of that stuff. You know, I I sort of find it hard committing long term to that sort of stuff. So it isn't the the fact that I don't like it. It's simply the fact I just can't be bothered with it. (laughs) (laughs) What a grump. You've come to the right show, Graham. It's a geek show. And you don't watch any of it because you can't be bothered. (laughs) But I mean, for for that one, I think um, even my, my my other half, she 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 watched it, she enjoyed it because I don't really think it was in the Star Trek mold. It was like a few ragtag people thrown together, and it it didn't really have that normal Star Trek vibe. So it might appeal to you. Okay. It was a little bit like, <clears throat> I mean, did you ever watch Firefly or no. I'm just trying to think of something that would be something like it because it was like, a, you know, literally, like I said, a ragtag people are put together right. and they go out on an adventure. So it's not like, oh, we've got to go down this planet and there'll be some sort of moral thing we'd have to do because we're obviously better than everybody else. We've we've gone away from war and famine and disease, you know, all that sort of stuff. That wasn't in it. So uh, that did make a difference for me. So um, maybe, maybe I will watch it. Maybe I will. The, oh, good because aside for the listener, I won't be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from um, obviously him being from Next Generation and a few of the films, you know, you didn't really have that much of a connection to to the to what's gone on before right, okay. you know it's so just it the character what yeah i think it was i do i did generally think it was sort of standalone so. then we had birds of prey which was i've forgotten the name margot robbie or harley but quinn, yeah harley quinn harley quinn, harley quinn. Uh, did you yeah did you see i i I enjoyed it. Didn't wasn't really stand out for me, but it was all right. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't watch it mainly because, and this is going to sound make me sound like a bit of an old fart, but as I've got older, I found. I think before this question, we've established that. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you for that. Um, I I find as I've got older, I'm less drawn to what I consider to be unnecessary cartoony violence. I don't know if it's become an apparent, but I just don't, you know, and, and I sort of heard people, you know, reviewing it say, oh yeah, there's a bit where Harley Quinn jumps on a bad guy's legs and breaks his legs kind of thing. And I just think, do you know what? I don't want to see that. To me, that isn't mm. entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah, that so, was a bit of a cringe-worthy bit in it. And you just think, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so, so that kind of put me off. I mean... Yeah, so no, I haven't watched it, and I, I, I'm probably not likely to. Because um, I'm well, th- this one, <laughs> this one you definitely must have watched. Sonic? No, Sonic. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> he, he, I, he, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we, we see the problem is my kids are nine and eleven, so they have no idea who Sonic the Hedgehog is. <laughs> they have no reference. You know, it's no. you know, it's a it's a game that we all played thirty years ago. 
and so yeah you know it, it's it, it's kind of one where the kids of these days were, aren't old enough to understand the reference and the and the adults who played it and they're too old to be bothered sitting down watching an animated <laughs> film where he's got funny looking teeth or something you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you have you got that. They're too everybody's too young to remember it, or too old and and trying to have to watch Hey Dougie all the time because the kids are too young. <laughs> Must work. I do like Hey Dougie. Hello, squirrels. Anyway, um, <laughs> you've got your podcast badge, um, <laughs> and I must. I haven't seen this yet, but I do. It's one of those what I do want to see: Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford and a dog. Oh yes, yes. Did, have you seen that? Isn't it? Is it the dog's animated and he's real, or is it he's animated and the dog's real? <laughs> he's he's never you. been. He's never been that animated. To be honest with you. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It um, it looks like just one of those nice little films you'd watch on a Sunday, and uh, you'll have a cry. Yeah, over. It, it, yeah, yeah. If James Garner turns up, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> that's it. <He's> done. <laughs> right, and, uh, a few more. Uh, we had Onward. Did you see oh, the, the, the Onward from Disney? One. Do you know yes, what? Still, yeah. I'm afraid. I I've only seen. Mind. Yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces. Well, that worries me because between that and Soul, I kind of think I didn't, I haven't got, didn't have the time because Soul was like Christmas where we were so busy. You know, we just, it literally just flew past and onward I've managed to pick bits of it, but I still haven't managed to sit down and and watch it and give it the chance to, to, you know, to actually be able to see it properly. Um, Saying that, of course, I managed to watch uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Oh, why did I watch that and not onward? I, uh, I don't know. No, exactly. <laughs> Given a choice of the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bloodshot was... God, it was a bit creaky. It was everything that you've already seen before just wrapped up in something slightly different. A cheaper, you know, one of those ch- cheaper uh, Christmas wrapping that you can just poke <laughs> your finger through. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, how that got made, I don't know. So, but, um, so basically, you went for Groot over Star Lord and Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One shining thing that did come out, I don't know if you managed to see it, The Hunt. Which one was The Hunt? The Hunt was the group of people that are chucked oh, out in yes. I loved that. Yes, that was good. Yes. Wasn't she good? Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing trying to much think else. of her name. Um, um, Betty, Betty Gilpin. Yeah. It really, I must admit, right from the start, it was like, well, hang on, she's different. She's and yeah. I, everything about that was really, really well done. I thought, and it just came out because it was banned for a little while, wasn't it? Was it? It was, yeah. It was meant to be coming out months and months ago, but it got banned because of the riots in the US. Oh, okay. Now, me and my wife very rarely sit down and watch a film together that we both like, <laughs> <laughs> and. I, I was watching that and I just started it and she came and said, what's this? So I told her and she sat and watched it. She loved it as well. So one of those few things that both of us gave it a double yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> yes, enjoyed that uh, very much. Yes, very And there was another one uh, that came straight out from... Have, have you got... You've, I can't remember if you've got Netflix or not. I have. Have you got I Netflix? Have. You have. Did you ever see Extraction? Uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. No. Yeah. No. 
Oh, please! You, you got to say very, very good. That was—I oh, okay. I won't say that much, that much about it yet. But that was a bit of a something, a bit like the hunt. So it came out of nowhere and was like, "Whoa, this is really good," and really. Well, no, I won't say anything because obviously it's going to give certain things away. But um, no, it's really good. Because twenty twenty was one of those years where suddenly we're all streaming because nobody can go out. I know that you hate cinemas anyway because you hate people and popcorn and stuff <laughs> like that. But, um, <laughs> But we, uh, you know, we all sat in, and suddenly films that probably would have gone very much under the radar suddenly became huge, didn't they? I mean, probably the first thing about that in 2020 was Tiger King, wasn't it? You know, whereby yes. everybody watched Tiger yeah. King because it was this thing where, oh my God, we're all in lockdown. What do we do? Oh, there's these wacky programs just started. Let's all watch it, and it became, you know, a huge thing that probably wouldn't have happened had we all been going to work as usual. Well, it's very weird the way, and we'll talk about it towards when we towards the end of the show that all the films that got postponed. But but um, there was a, a sort of big up in the originals. So the original from from Netflix, original from Apple, original from from Amazon. They got to to see the the lights, the bright lights of Hollywood, like a, a movie in the cinema would. Yeah. And then you suddenly had, like on Apple TV, for instance, whenever a, a film came out of the cinema, it suddenly be at the top. But this, but you know, looking at the top list at the moment, you've got some weird and wacky ones that have come out. Literally, these are like bargain bucket, straight to DVD type films. Absolutely. And 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 they're and they're getting a bit of a limelight. It's a little bit like when you had, um, was it was it when VHS came out, where I the don't big know, I, I wasn't born then, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> um, I think a lot of the Hollywood, the Hollywood hitters, they, they um, held back, and that's when you had a lot of the Italian uh, band videos, yeah. and they sort of took over and got quite big, and that's when you had the video nasties and everything like that, because there wasn't much. Hollywood was thinking, oh, hang on, this is going to kill cinema. I don't want, you know, we, we're not going to release any films because they're just going to get put onto videotape. No, sure. And it seemed that that again, because Hollywood have backed off and and kept a lot of their big their big names, a lot of these indie type films and and you know aspiring directors and stuff have chucked all their stuff out. So it's getting a bit more of the limelight. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's kind of absolutely. weird the way it's all sort of twisted round. I still think that that one of the funniest things about the video nasty era for me is. So, you know, one of the headline movies that was banned was The Evil Dead, uh, you know, which, uh, mm. you know, Mary Whitehouse and her ilk all told us would corrupt us as children and everything. And yet now when you see The Evil Dead is on on a Saturday night, it's described in the TV pages as offbeat comedy horror. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a love interest. That news is ahead. <laughs> Just, just keep keep your pencils well hidden. <laughs> oh dear. We we had um we had one more we had another sort of T V show. Again, it didn't really spark a lot in me, but I did enjoy the original one when it came out. Penny Dreadful was really good. Yes, Penny you liked Dreadful that, you? Yeah. yeah. Penny Dreadful City of Angels was just didn't start off it was okay, but it was more sort of the Mexican um, sort of there was a Mexican chap who was getting into the police force and obviously getting a lot of racist remarks and stuff. But there was obviously there's a there's a magic type demon 
undertone to it being obviously Penny Dreadful. Mm. So I don't know if you caught up with any of them. At no, all. I mean I'll I'll be honest. I remember discussing Penny Dreadful with you sort of way back when when it was first on. I watched about the first two or three, but I kind of drifted away because I felt it was trying a bit hard. Uh, do you know what I mean when I say that? It was sort of trying to tick too many boxes. It sort of became almost a little bit formulaic in, in what it was trying to deliver and how it was delivering it. And and it just ne- never never really did it for me. So uh, now okay. I'm afraid I, I sort of dived out of the first series. You know, the, um, what was it, uh, Eva Green? More, um, yeah, more sort of Edwardian yes. sort of, yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, it was kind of similar to me. It was more, I, th- I think it's because there, there was... The danger is, as we got into more into the year, there were so many things that were being chucked out um, for us to watch mm. that the there was just too much, you know. The, you know, and this wasn't a lot of stuff that was just an episode. You'd have a whole series, yeah, or you'd have the second series to one that's already gone. And thinking, right, if you haven't watched the first one, I can't just get, dive into the second. I'm going to have to watch the, the yeah. first one first. We had, and I didn't know if you'd actually watch this at all. Um, going forward was uh, Stargirl. Do you know what I did? You watching that? Um, which is funny because that was a character in sort of one of my favourite nineties into two thousands titles, which was JSA, Justice Society of America. Um, mm. Sort of comics that is, and uh, and yeah, Stargirl was a very sort of central character for that, um, and was sort of quite sort of carried some quite heavy weight with it because um, I I don't know what she was called in the in the TV show, but the the character in the comic that sort of the, her real name was Courtney, and she was called Courtney because the writer and the guy who created her, Jeff Johns, his sister. I don't know if you remember that um, Air France plane that took off from New York to Paris and crashed just off the American coast. And, yes, and yeah. Jeff John's sister was on that, and she was called Courtney. So oh, she right. died in that plane crash, and therefore he decided to name the Stargirl character Courtney. Oh. Sorry, ju- just to bring everyone down there. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll end the show there. Yes, and, uh, indeed. <laughs> it's just the sound of a bell tolling. <laughs> we fade out. As we skip happily into 2021. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, if you haven't really caught it, have you seen any of it at all? Not no. Even like a trailer? No, no, oh, right. no, so, you don't know if it's doing it justice it. or not? I mean, I've, I've, the only the only CW shows I really watch, I, I sort of started off. The, the, the only one I didn't, I didn't used to watch was Arrow. And then I got very yeah. into Flash. And then I got into Supergirl, and then I got into Legends of the DC Universe or something, and then yeah. f- fell off Legends, fell off Supergirl, and and the only one I'm watching now is Flash. So I'm so I'm kind of not not exactly in, engaged in all that as, as as probably much as I would have been about two two years ago or so. There was also a couple of um, sort of quite big sort of TV ones. There was another Brave New World. Did you catch any of that? No, it's I didn't. Dumb, which one was Brave yeah. New World? Bra- well, Brave New World is from a, a quite a famous Aldous Huxley uh, book, which is, is always been referenced when you're, you're talking about 1984 as well. They're very sort of, a little bit like, oh, what was that other film? I can't remember what it's called now. Um, sorry, I let, I let it this bit out, but I was trying to think the one... Uh, <clears throat> 
It's a little bit like the movie Equilibrium. They're they're always sort of you know no emotions and and or this this particular the 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 brave new world was meant to be you know um, all sex everywhere. It doesn't matter what you do there, and it was it was a case of just this is how the world is now. Don't want to and you had two separate worlds. One where it was normal, so to speak, and very hard, and obviously you had the rich and the famous and all that that was living in the new world that could do whatever they want. And it was more, I mean, I'm trying to think that, I can't remember when, when the book first came out, but it was the vision of what the future could be like. Mm-hmm. You had George Orwell saying, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be stop doing this and stop doing that. But then you had uh, Aldous Huxley saying, you're going to be giving so much that it's going to be bad. You're going to be allowed to do anything you want and that's going to be bad. Where you had George Orwell saying, you're going to have everything took away from you because it's bad for you. <laughs> So yeah, Brave New what, World. What was that on? Was that Netflix or? Oh, I think because I've definitely heard of the book, but I, I didn't even know there'd been an adaptation of it. Yeah, I read the book. The red book is all right, but again, it's got a bit of a downing ending to it as well. Yeah, it was on uh, Prime Video, so it was on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Any names in it? Uh, well, you've got uh, Alden uh, N. Rinreich, the one who played Solo. Oh, Han Solo. Yeah, Solo. yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Uh, apart from that, no, not really. Oh, hang on. Was this the one with the tablets? Where they yes. T- t- yes, yes. Do you know what I saw? I saw the trailers for that constantly on on TV show or the adverts for TV shows for about three months and never never put it together <laughs> with what you just said. So. <laughs> well, this one you're going to need a tablet when you've watched it. Tenant. I finally managed to watch it. I really, really enjoyed it, but half of it I couldn't understand, and there's two reasons for that. One... Low IQ. (laughs) And two... (laughs) (laughs) No, one, one was because... Wow, you know, from for a, a time travel movie, this is the top. This is the pinnacle of this is what could happen in a time travel. It, it really twists with your melon man. Yeah. You know, some of the bits that you see, very, very clever. But another thing was, I'm thinking, I cannot hear what they're saying. And funnily so enough, was that? when exactly <laughs> <laughs> when when I went to uh, YouTube to have a look at some videos, and somebody else mentioned the when the sound mix had been done. When everybody is lock- was in lockdown, and I don't know what they'd done it on, but whoever did it really enjoyed the background music and raised the volume of the background music too much, so you couldn't actually hear the dialogue. And I'm thinking, thank God for that. I wasn't going nuts because all through it, I'm thinking, I can't hear what they're saying properly, because obviously we, you know, with children, we we had the sound down a little bit anyway, you know, because when we was watching the film, we didn't want to wake them up, but we couldn't understand everything that was being said all the time. So I'm going to go back and watch it, but maybe watch it with headphones so I can actually hear or just put the subtitles on. <laughs> because everything they were saying was obviously making sense, but you, you, you're you going to lose plot details when somebody's talking about something and you just can't hear whatever they're saying. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a film you have to concentrate on. So what you're telling us is that for a multi-million dollar film the sound mix ended up being done by some bloke in his bedroom using one of their, those old boxy cassette recorders where you used to have to have play, press play and record <laughs> at the same time. 
Yes. <laughs> Again, go, uh, going back and forwards to this, this cinema thing, uh, we then had Mulan from Disney Plus. Yes, of course. The live action. That was that. That yeah, that that was good. I enjoyed it. Mulan I must used to admit. be my son's favourite film, the animated one. He used oh, to I love think that. They changed. He used to be a bit obsessed with it. You know, be sort right. of three times a day. We'd say, "Oh, for Christ's sake, it's bloody Mulan again!" You know. <laughs> did he? Did he? Has he managed to see the the live action one? Uh, no, no, because obviously Could, I, it, it got Disney Plus, and I don't have. No, we don't have Disney, D- Plus. Disney Plus. So uh, yeah, you it, know, we it have was... Prime and, and Netflix. But you know, you can you know you can start to you know begin free basing subscription <laughs> things. <laughs> just, just inject them directly into my eyeballs, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've, as far as I know, I've never really watched a lot of the animated. I've seen bits of it, but never all the way through. And what I was told was they changed some bits and pieces. Right. So whether whether or not for the good or not, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, well, I, I, I think I heard it became a bit of a victim of Me Too, didn't it? Because in, yeah. in the film, her love interest is the guy who is her sort of superior within the army. But it was felt that in real life, if you had somebody who's a superior who ended up having a a, a a you know a relationship with somebody who was under him, then that could be seen as some sort of coercion within a you know within a within a within a romantic setting. And so they they said, right, she can't she can't fall for him. So they kind of wrote that original character out of it. You know, it's. Uh, uh, there was another surprise one from Netflix, um, Enola Holmes. Yes, that I really liked. Yes, I did too. We we watched that with with very little expectation, and also we thought it was a series, <laughs> and stuck it on. And then and, and then suddenly my wife's going, "This is a long episode," and I'm going, "No, it's a film." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean with with uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill. Is it Cavill? Uh, Henry Cavill. I mean, I. I Cavill. I mean, I, I really like. I mean, I liked him in in um, in The Witcher. I like him in in Superman as well. So, but uh, yeah, I thought he played his part quite well. And um, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, I really enjoyed yep. it. Was another one straight out of. Again, I think that was that was a Netflix original. It was. It was. But so it, that's it, what I mean. It, All it, these it things again, are coming out. Fun. It's probably the second time I've, I've I've used this word this episode. Romp. You know, it was it was just <laughs> clever. It was yeah. You know, I really enjoyed it. Okay, coming away from all of that, did you manage to see the uh, episode, the TV episode of uh, Des? Yes, I did. With David Tennant. I can't believe you're wow. going here. <laughs> I, I, but from an acting point of view, wow, he had him down to a T. He, it's, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed him as Doctor Who. I've not really seen him in much of anything else. Yeah. But wow, acting chops around that. Really good. I mean, not only was his performance excellent, but the fact that he already looks like Dennis Nielsen's twin brother <laughs> was, <laughs> was it was just it was fantastic casting, wasn't it? It was just you yes, know, it, oh. it was a part. It was almost born to play. But you know, the frustration you feel, you know, you know, with with the character and how he felt, you know, he he was trying to manipulate the you know the press yeah. and everything else. But no, what a performance! Yeah, I, I, I think Daniel Mays was like it was a good, it was a nice sort of balance absolutely. between both of them. Yeah, yeah, both yeah, yeah, played yeah, real, it so a well. Real game of cat and mouse. Yeah, mm. it was. Uh, yeah, I, I did think about talking about Dez, but I thought, oh no, Steve won't want to go there. 
Um, and a weird one, and I, and I haven't seen all of it. We started watching it, and I've I've heard that the ending is is so so. So it's kind of put me off. But raised by wolves, did you ever get a chance no, to see any of that? No, I didn't. I think I will. I'm I'm going to give it a shot because uh, I did find the first couple of episodes really like wow, this is something completely different. Right. And um, but uh, you also had uh, the boys season two. So I've not seen season two yet. I did enjoy the first season. It's on my Amazon watch list, but then again, I have so much things on my uh, Amazon and Netflix watch lists. You know, it, but I'm, you're right. I'm, you're I'm, right. I'm, from I'm, a, get a to it. from a movie point of view, that's fine. When you're and it's really weird. For years and years, I've been saying, don't do a movie, do a series, so you can take the time to tell the story and really flesh out the characters. And now I haven't got time to watch the movies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I tend to find that I, 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 I have a list of about five or six films sort of spread across Netflix and Amazon that I think, right, I'll watch those and then I'll get into a series. And then by the time you've got around to watching those six, another six have replaced them. And, and I, tend to, I tend to focus more on the movies than the TV shows. There are certain TV shows, some of which I'll get to, that we just have to binge because you've just got to do it because you know that it's culturally um, very popular and therefore if you don't watch it straight away people will be on social media spoiling the hell out of it so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I tend to uh, I tend to sort of w- watch the ones that I know will be the most talked about saying that and contradicting what you've just said <laughs> the Mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian season 2 oh my god yes uh, I I want to I want to talk about the people that were in it, mm-hmm. but will it spoil it for you? Will you, no. will you ever eventually get round to, to I, see it? I, I very much doubt it. Um, it. You know, one day I I may do, but I'm I'm fully aware of pretty much most things that happen, particularly with the ending. So yeah, you, you go for it. I, th- I think with the second season, it really pushed up the the it's improved set pieces and, and the new characters. But the, it was the cameos that kept coming up. Like you had you had Timothy Oliphant, you had uh, Rosario Dawson as as a, um, a Sarka, you had Katie Sackoff, you had what really I really really enjoyed. You had Michael Bean in one. Oh, brilliant! You know, aliens might yes, and and he played it. It was fantastic to see him in something again. He wasn't in it very long, but he played a really good character. And it kind of, it, it not only built me up from that, but it kind of made me think, right, what can they do? You know, they I know they've they've said there's a lot of other different um, um, series coming out, uh, but it introduced people like uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and that from from books and stuff that I've been reading since the nineties. Mm. That I'm thinking, great, we are finally going to see them, because the the technology they use to do the sets is like a projection. And and you know you're looking at something that is that real is that not real and yet it's just a projection which means they can get away with anything mm. now on quite a fairly half decent budget that we can get some high quality sort of stuff. I mean do do a similar thing like Star Trek and have some good Star Wars stories coming out. Um, Did you cry at the but end? No, I was a little bit like everybody else. It was a little bit like, is it? No, no, it can't be. Is it? Hang on, that's a green lightsaber. Is it? I mean, no, it's surely not. <laughs> it wasn't until he obviously took it off. Yeah. It's like, ah! <laughs> but um, 
no, uh, that that for me was a bit of a standout. Uh, one other one, and I, I do doubt that you've seen this, but I loved it, and I think this could be one of the movies that you hate. Uh, Fat Man with Mel Gibson. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen uh, it. He, he he plays Father Christmas, basically. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'll probably hate it. If you get a chance, please watch the trailer. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people that were in it. And just the whole premise of the story was, you know, why, who he is, plus the people that were around him and the story that was being told. It's a little bit cheesy when you've got a a rich kid who puts a hit on Santa Claus, basically. It's it's, um, more violent than what you think. Uh, and Mel Gibson definitely plays it to the hill. It, it's it's a good film. It's not a cult. It, some bits are funny the way they're meant to be, and other bits aren't. And you think, ooh, okay, all right. So, so, yeah, so I, at I, any I point, does Lee Majors turn up to rescue uh, Mel Gibson? Unfortunately, not. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, <laughs> the night the reindeer died. <laughs> <laughs> Seven o'clock. Psycho sees Santa's workshop. Eat this. And only Lee Majors can stop them. The night the reindeer oh. died. Oh, amazing. Um, I had, yeah, they're literally, uh, what we got? A couple more. Uh, like I said before, you had Soul from Disney Plus and uh, Wonder Woman. 84, 84, which I haven't seen. It's it's kind of weird when when I've spoken about these things coming over for quite a high rental, but not for sale. I haven't actually rented them. I've waited mm. until they've come on sale. Then I've rented them, and then I've bought them if I've really liked right. them. So it's it's one of those weird things that uh, I suppose it's it's just where I am in my life at the moment. It's having the time or just thinking right. Okay, it's something else that I need to do. Do I really need to spend £15 on a rental right now? If I just wait a few more weeks, maybe a couple of months, that will then be £4.49 to rent, and then I can make my mind up. So, And I think sometimes it's been a very uh, hit and miss on some of the things. A bit like, say, Bloodshot, for instance. You know, you think Vin Diesel is going to be a good action film, and when you sit down, you think, well, that was a bit sort of, you know, middle of the road quite pleased I didn't buy that mm. uh, so you, you can get your fingers burned well I mean Wonder Woman 84 seems to be quite a divisive film from what I've heard I've heard people whose opinions I um, sort of respect seem to be split between saying it's really bad or it's it it's great and it's a fitting sequel um, the fact that they've sort of rushed into planning out Wonder Woman 3 already a lot of people are saying maybe that goes to show that they weren't particularly happy with this one and they sort of want to you know jump back on the horse and uh, you know you know give it another go to try and you know you know whilst whilst people are still interested not going oh my god this is terrible <laughs> so yeah I, I, I'll, I'll definitely watch it but you know I've heard Sort of very, you know, you know, people. It's 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 a marmite movie. You know, people either love it or they hate it. It seems. Um, Do you also think they're trying to chuck it out while Marvel are not really chucking out any of theirs? So. You know, the, maybe so. You know, maybe they were yeah, sort of trying to trying to win the lockdown wars, and uh, yeah, and maybe it backfired a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Just a point on that is the fact that uh, I think both Amazon, uh, no, I think Netflix and Apple 
were trying to buy the James Bond film. Yes. Uh, yes I don't know. There was, yeah, yeah. I, I never saw any amounts, but if you consider, you know, if that was done on a two hundred million budget, possibly, you know, both of them could chuck five hundred million at it and oh, say, "There you go, easy. you've doubled what you spent. Can we have it?" It must have been quite tempting, I would have thought, for them not to go. Okay, you would think so. I mean, as as I mentioned before, I know you're somebody who's not a big fan of the cinema experience. You know, being that tellies are so much bigger and sound systems are so much better, but I still think that there's something about you know watching it on a huge screen and you know having that you know sound that you can feel vibrating in your chest. You know, I I just like watching a film in a cinema, and I think films like that, you know, when they're when the scale is so big, you know, it, it, to to me it it needs to be experienced on that because you have to realise that for every person like you as a you know, a 75-inch telly in a surround sound system, someone else is going to be watching that on their phone, <laughs> you know, which is completely losing that experience of, wow, I'm being blown away by the scale of this because it's a tiny little thing that they're, that they're watching on the train. <laughs> so, yeah, so I can sort of, you know, I, I, I like it in the in the cinema, but, you know, yeah, you can see, you know, both sides of it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, you know, you would think having put in the time and the money and the effort to create a film like that, you want people to see it in the manner that you originally thought they would. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm quite happy to see it in the cinema if you got like bits of perspex between each chair. <laughs> so when when you pass the coke, it's just no, 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 no. You you just want the cinema to yourself. That's the I don't want anybody else near me. I don't, I don't want the kids rattling their sweet wrappers, and I don't want the woman sitting down with a big hat in front of me. <laughs> so, yeah, have you got any uh, anything that I, I didn't mention? I, 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 I have a few things. Um, Go for it. A lot of these I kind of got away with, because if you look on IMDb, a lot of these are down as saying 2019, but then you look at the UK release date, and they weren't released until 2020 ah. over here. So I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm kind of bending the rules a bit. The first one that I saw that I absolutely loved, I actually went to the cinema and saw this at the start of the year, was Jojo Rabbit. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. The uh, uh, Waititi film um, in, in which he, he plays Hitler. And um, uh, so you've got the, uh, the title character is uh, a young German boy called Jojo, who's called Jojo Rabbit because... Um, He's basically, it's set during the Second World War, so he's sort of part of the Hitler Youth almost, and uh, these guys want him to prove his devotion by killing a rabbit, and he refuses to do it, so after that they call him Jojo Rabbit. And um, his mother is um, sort of a very anti-Nazi, so she's trying to do stuff in the underground. She's played by Scarlett Johansson. Um, uh, Jojo is played by... Uh, a, a, young British actor, uh, Roman Griffin Davis. Um, and what happens is he's very, you know, into the, you know, the Nazi side of life. Um, but then he discovers that his mother is hiding a young Jewish girl, played by Thomasin McKenzie, up in the loft. You know, and his best friend is Adolf Hitler, which is his imaginary friend, played by Taika Waititi. And so, you know, he's got Hitler in one ear, but also his, his his mother in the other. And it's sort of, you know, it's kind of the battle for Jojo's soul, you know, his Nazi soul. Um, but you've got standout um, cameos by Sam Rockwell, who just 
massively improves anything he's in. Uh, Rebel Wilson's in it as well. She's very good, and Stephen Merchant's in it as well as as, as a member of the <laughs> oh, SS, yes. this sort of comedy SS guy. Um, but yeah, j- just a really great film. Sort of funny, sad. You know, the, you know, you run the, the, the gamut of emotions, but just a really, really well-made film. Girls will practice important womanly duties such as dressing wounds, making beds, and learning. How to get pregnant. We'll use all of these books to make a fake floor that you'll fall through straight into a pit full of piranhas and, and, and lava and bacon. Well, hello, is that the Gestapo? I believe there's a communist hiding behind my fridge. We go around to investigate. It's just some mold. So not far off. You and your friends may have heard a rumor that Hitler only has one ball. This is nonsense. He has four. Each of you will be given the opportunity to ignite and throw a grenade. I will personally be supervising each of you to make sure you don't blow your eyes out or something. All right, who's first? I think we snuck that one in. I think that came out on the 1st of January last year. So, uh... do, do you think it's, it's one that you would watch again or it's one that you just watch, enjoy, but you probably wouldn't go back to it I, again? I, I have watched it again. When it was on Sky Cinema, I watched it again and I would say I probably watched it once all the way through, but... The thing with me, if I've got a film that's on telly that I've I've recorded from from Sky, um, there are key little scenes that I just love, and I'll go and just watch those scenes. Um, I don't know wh- wh- whether you and I do that. You know, there, there's some scenes you think, "Oh God, that's so good! I just want to watch that bit." And so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll frequently go and watch it. So no, I, I I have watched it again and loved it just as much. Uh, I, I think it's a smashing little film. Um, the next one I had. Uh, which is one I didn't see at the cinema, I watched it on um, Prime Video, was a film called Queen and Slim. I don't know whether you've heard of this one. Um, It stars um, Daniel Kaluuya from um, Black Panther and Get Out. Um, Yes. uh, He plays Slim, and then Queen is played by Jodie Turner-Smith. And it's a bit of a... Black Lives Matter film before Black Lives Matter happened in as much as these two obviously they're both black they go out on a blind date which goes horribly wrong and they hate each other but he says right okay I'll drive you home and they get pulled over by a white cop who treats them appallingly leading to a a, a situation where um, he feels uh, Daniel Kluwer feels like he's been attacked and he pushes the cop down the cop goes to get up he's dropped his gun Daniel Kluwer picks up the gun and shoots him and so suddenly these two are on the run um sort of they've been told that they can get down I think it's in Florida if they can get down there somebody can fly them to Cuba and it's this this sort of road trip but what happens is that to the black community they're suddenly becoming um heroes almost because they because they stood up stood up to um you know to, to you know to this sort of racist cop and so it, it's kind of a police chase but it's sort of you know the people are trying to help them and you know you don't know who you can trust and it, it was just a really good film with a very strong ending i mean i don't know whether you want me to spoil the ending or not but um yeah, yeah go but for it, yeah. they they end up making it to the plane but then the guy who arranged for them to get the plane has turned them into the cops and so just as they're literally about to get on the plane, the cops turn up and shoot them both. And so they become martyrs for the cause. And suddenly you've got, there's this one picture that, that got taken of the two of them when they're waiting for their car to be repaired. 
and this sort of ends up getting put up on walls, um, you know, as sort of murals kind of thing. And so they became, you know, they sort of become the face of this sort of, you know, um, the, 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 this movement. And like I say, this was made before Black Lives Matter. So it kind of in the, in the, you know, in, in, in the shadow of that, it kind of becomes even more poignant. But uh, yeah, poignant, a really yeah, good yeah. film. Really enjoyed that. Um, you know, one no. that I'd, I'd sort of heard good things about, but was absolutely blown away when I saw it. Um, next one I enjoyed last year. This is another one on um, Netflix. Was hashtag Alive? Did you see this? The Korean zombie no. film. Ooh, uh, no, Basically, no. We, 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 yeah. It, it starts off. It's um, uh, uh, directed by a guy called uh, Cho Il Hyung, and uh, the the lead actor. You like this one? Is called Go You on. Are In. <laughs> <laughs> and he's this kind of slacker who lives at home with his parents and suddenly there's a zombie plague and his family will get killed and he's stuck alone and he can't get out because the zombies are sort of you know that they're all down uh, he he sort of lives in these apartments and you know the zombies are walking outside and you you can even see, see them on the ground and he starts to run out of food and he thinks this is it for me so he he decides to kill himself. So he's hanging himself. And just as he's hanging himself, he sees a little red dot on himself. And he thinks, hang on, what's the hell that? And he realises it's coming from an apartment across the way from him. And it's right, another yeah. girl who's a survivor. And she's obviously been watching him, but he hasn't known she's been there. And and so they start to communicate. He's got a drone. And so he flies over this walkie-talkie so they can talk to each other. And then oh, he, right. he's starting yeah. to starve. So he, using the drone, he gets sort of like a rope to go between the apartments so she can send um, food across F- to him food so bits. they start to communicate. <laughs> and it's just about these two people who seem to be, you know, you, you obviously find out at some points they're not, but they seem to be the last two survivors in this zombie plague. And, uh, right. and, and it's just, you know, how they plan to get themselves out of it. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it, it, it's a really good film. I mean, not, not like the perfect zombie film, but really enjoyable, you know, sort of good, good fun, funny and, you know, ha- has enough scares in it. So I think we've seen a lot of stuff come from Korea lately. I mean, I, I quite enjoyed that. The, the train to Busan. Train to Busan. Busan. That? Brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean that, I, I, and I'll, I'll tell you now, my wife was in tears at the end mm-hmm. of that. Because it was such a strong story, it was, and and it was it, you just wasn't expecting it. It, it. We thought, oh, let's watch it. It looks. I mean, I'm I'm. I don't know. I don't know what you prefer because you have fast or slow zombies. Yes. I, I do quite like the fast ones. The fast ones scary. make for a better story. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. I'm more of a purist, and I think that you know, as as a body starts to decay because you're dead. I, I can't see how you can you suddenly hack it yeah. like 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 Usain Bolt like they you know, do. <laughs> yeah. you know, because your your muscles are atrophying and you know your 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 body's breaking down. So, well, the, the whole way the body works with oxygen and stuff, you know, if you're not, yeah, your muscles need the oxygen yeah, to move. This is it. And, so, and, and uh, I, th- I think you're right. It was more from a story point of view. But the first time we watched the trailer for the for the train one, that when you was watching him thinking, oh, oh, hang on a minute, that's going to be good. And uh, we wa- recently we watched uh, the Peninsula, the kind of sequel. sequel yes. Yeah, and and that was good. Well, I don't think it had the power of the first one. No. It didn't have the, the the family story of the first one, but it was still quite good. 
Uh, and I do think that we've, again, with the lockdown and everything, we are seeing more of these other films that we wouldn't because you'd get the major, you know, cinema, major Hollywood players pushing theirs to the front. Yep. And we'd never see any of these. Absolutely. Did you ever see The Wandering Earth? No. no. The Chinese. That was like, that was like 15... Independence Days, Armageddon's, <laughs> all rammed into one film, and it was really good. The Wandering Earth was really, and it was like, what? It literally was a. I mean, you, you think Armageddon's got cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. This whole film was like thirty-five cliff, cliffhangers <laughs> put together. <laughs> so yeah, no oh, good. Oh, I, have to, I must be. I, I haven't seen that. I think we've seen the trailer because no. we watched um, Songbird. Did you see Songbird at all? Uh, on on Netflix, the Songbird. Songbird was, was similar, with the fact that you have it was more of a COVID. The next, I think, it was like COVID twenty five, or you know, right. it's the same sort of thing where you got this disease outside, and you had these people that were only you know inside and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, no, cool. I'll have to have a look at that hashtag. Right? Yes, yeah. Um, another one I really liked was Just Mercy. Which was a sort of legal drama um, set down in yeah. the American South, uh, based on a true story. So you've got um, um, Michael B. Jordan uh, plays uh, a defence attorney uh, who is starting to take on local cases whereby people are struggling to get representation. He comes across Jamie Foxx uh, playing a guy called Walter McMillan who was falsely accused of um, murder. And so he's he's on death row, and uh, Michael B. Jordan's character takes on his case, aided by uh, Brie Larson's in it. You've also got uh, Rafe Spall plays the district attorney, and you've got Tim Blake Nelson as well plays the guy who was kind of co- coerced into giving um, the damning testimony that put him away. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those frustrating films where, you know, the miscarriage of justice after miscarriage of justice starts to make you go, how are they able to get away with this? This is terrible. And, um, and yeah, you know, but, but the fact that it's based on a true story as well, you know, were this just a fictional account of something you'd think, oh, okay, yeah, you know, but, but we know it's going to get away with it, but this is real life and it's, yeah. it's powerful stuff and, it, and it's one of those great ones where, you know, it, it shows you the film, but then it shows you the real people at the end, and sort of you know says you know you know this is what happened kind of stuff. So uh, so yeah, it was uh, a really good one. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, Just Mercy. Um, yeah, you know, one of those films that I think is important in life. Um, and then the last one I've got, which was without doubt, I mean, I, I love a good documentary, but this was the finest documentary I saw in 2020 and I was so pleased when I looked it up and saw that the UK release was in 2020 um, I'll just say this to you it, it, it starts with a quote and it says in 2007 Pulitzer Prize winner David Mamet wrote a book on Hollywood in it he listed only four perfect films the Godfather, A Place in the Sun, Dobsworth. Do you know what the fourth one was? Only four perfect films. The Godfather, A Place in the Sun, which even I don't know, Dobsworth, and one other. It's got to be Mr. Bean the movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not a million miles off. You're not. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it's anything with Adam Sadler, oh, that's no, it. I'm isn't, done. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> Good. It is Galaxy Quest. You know what? That's funny, that, because, yeah, I, I, brilliant. I want to know about this because there was such a lot of love for this film. It is, well, it, it's such a good film, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. It has such a big heart. And so, yes, they brought out in 2020 a documentary. You can see it on the Sky Documentary channel. I think it's still available for download called Never Surrender, a Galaxy Quest documentary. Yeah. And it is absolutely, it gives you a proper, everybody's there to talk about it. So Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen, uh, obviously, sadly, not Alan Rickman. Um, but, you know, Justin Long, um, Sam Rockwell, again, you know, is, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, they're, they're all there. The director, the writer, it's like everybody who had anything to do with this has come back. And like I say, there's so much love for this film. And... It's just it's just a documentary that if you don't find yourself smiling ear to ear all the way through this thing, you know, I'll be very surprised. It's just it's 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 a real, you know, it's a love letter to what is a hugely enjoyable film. Um, and if I can just tell you one little story from it, it was um, the director said um, that because they were talking about Tim Allen and you know the fact that they didn't really want him for the film because. You know, they they were worried that you know, you know that he 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 wouldn't provide the sort of performance that they wanted, um, and you know, and 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 he really wanted it, and he, and he fought to get it. But then uh, the director said there was one scene where he had to play this really sort of emotional scene, and he kind of pissed about throughout the whole take, but he sort of felt right. You know, I I, I really have to go for this. And he played this very emotional scene. And when the director cut, Tim Allen went up to him and says, "I'm really sorry, but um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling a bit raw after that scene. So I'm just going to have to go to my trailer and just take some time to compose myself." And the director said, "Yeah, yeah, sure, of course, you know, whatever you need." And apparently, Alan Rickman then turned to the director and said, "Oh my God, I." I think he just experienced acting. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But honestly, just watch it. It's it's I, I, I love a documentary, but that's one of the best ones. And it has the okay, fans definitely. at the conventions and everything, you know, talking about how much they love it and you get the usual know people who dress up as you know cosplayers the characters oh, oh you the, yeah the, the people you love yes indeed. <laughs> I, I, I love me a cosplayer <laughs> but you, you couldn't eat a whole one <laughs> dreamworks pictures presents tim allen sigourney weaver alan rickman galaxy quest you're just gonna have to kill it we'll go for the mouth to throw his vulnerable spots it's a rocket that not any vulnerable spots So yeah, give that a watch. That's so good. Yes, definitely. Okay, yeah, it must be. I do like the film. And I, yeah, I remember catching the trailer for that and just thinking, really, you know, it's just a film. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but I never thought it had such a, a following, following yeah. like that. But yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Cool. Absolutely right. And then TV wise, um, a, a show that Netflix got the first two seasons that have been shown on YouTube. 
and so we binge watch all of those back to back and then season three came out late in the year so we binge watched that in a day and of course <laughs> i'm talking about cobra kai now i haven't seen any of oh, these i've actually mate. I, i've kind of stayed away to 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 do exactly the same thing just binge watch it and when whenever terry said you know do you want to do you want to watch this and i've gone well you know is there anything else probably because of that i know there's three seasons Yes. So I'm very close to not watching it because there is three seasons, and I've I've got to get away from that. Yeah. Now, um, all I can say is, you'll watch the first episode, and you'll think, "Oh shit, I've got to watch the second episode now." And so, all I can say is, before you watch, start watching the first episode on a Saturday morning. Make sure the kids are padlocked in their rooms, <laughs> <laughs> because you will do the lot. Honestly, it's crazy. It's absolutely. I mean, the, the 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 end the end of every season culminates in a massive fight that makes you go, "What in hell's name is going on? <laughs> this is crazy. This would not happen." But it makes it all the more enjoyable. I mean, you've obviously got. I mean, the, the whole thing is about obviously the Karate Kid was um, Daniel Larusso, played by Ralph Macchio. Um, going to the, you know, moving from um, uh, New York over to the West Coast where he comes across um, uh, Johnny Lawrence as as the perennial bad guy, played by William Zabka. And so it's exactly the same cast. That, you know, the woman who played uh, Daniel's mum is there as his mum. And, and sort of back then it was... You know, Johnny's the bad guy and Daniel's the good guy. Whereas this time, it's all very grey. You can see the motivations of both characters. It's not goodbye, gap, bad guy. You're rooting for everyone. You don't hate anyone. In fact, oh, all, right. all you want them to do is get along. Um, but they never <laughs> will. And and so Johnny um, meets Daniel when they're older. Daniel's a very successful businessman, runs a car dealership. And so to piss him off, Johnny decides to set up his own dojo and calls it Cobra Kai and so you've got um, a a young boy by the name of Miguel is taken under Johnny's wing Um, Johnny has a son called Robbie who hates his dad and so Daniel takes him under his wing and starts training him you've also got um, Daniel's daughter called Sam Uh, so she starts training as well and then in the third season Elizabeth Shue, who was obviously the love interest, sort of the, the, the girl yeah. in between, she yeah. comes back. And you've also got from Karate Kid 2, when he went over to Japan, you've got three of the You've got the guy he fought over there. You've got the girl he had a relationship with. You've got the young girl he saved when there was the, um, you know, the big uh, flood thing. And so, you know, they've, they've dragged up all the old characters and put them in. And it's, it's, batshit crazy but it's wonderful so yeah get on that honestly you will love it okay as okay. as an 80s boy <laughs> knowing how much you love the 80s stuff it's uh it's so much fun um one of the weirdest things i watched all year was a thing called the third day which was on sky atlantic it was in a bit of an event and it was what they did it was three parts then a 12 hour live show 
and then the final three parts. And the idea was that it starred Jude Law, and he's a man who's lost. Uh, he, his son died, and so for some reason, sort of to commemorate this, he goes to this island and he sees a girl trying to commit suicide, and he manages to stop her. And then he kind of gets trapped on the island because there's a big causeway back to the mainland, and then when the tide comes in, you can't get over it. So he's sort of trapped yeah, yeah. there. And he meets the uh, two people who run the uh, bar, which or the local pub, so I should say, which is uh, Paddy Considine and Emily Watson. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah. He also uh, meets an American woman uh, played by Catherine Waterston, you know, from um, mm. Alien Covenant mm. and yeah, um, yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, but, yeah. um, and so, um, you know, the, he, he it, 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 it's all a bit Wicker Man. You know, it, it's it's right. that kind of vibe to it, and then so I I I, I, I won't spoil the ending because it's so crazy. You'd be like, what the hell? Um, so the the first one ends in, uh, you, you know, with this weird ending, and then you got a twelve hour live special, yeah. which was yeah. literally shot. Uh, I think there was a twenty minute delay, but other than that, it was shot as live, and it was over a Saturday in about September October. Wow, and all I can say is it's. But I, I ended up taping it and then just fast forwarding it through because I'm thinking this is this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. An hour of that twelve hours was was Jude Law digging a hole. <laughs> Literally, I'm not joking. Twelve hours of Jude Law digging a hole. Now, if you're if you're a Jude Law fan, I'm sure that's great. But uh, it, it was it was crazy stuff. And then the second sort of the, the second three parter was Naomi Harris and her two young girls going to the island for one of the girls' birthdays. And they sort of get trapped on there as well and their car gets taken and just weird stuff starts happening. But then the big twist, and you don't realise this until at the end of the first part, they finally managed to convince the people at the pub to give them a room for the night because they can't get off the island. And you see one of the kids is playing with a la- uh, with with a tablet and then she puts it down and you see a picture of their family and Jude Law was the dad right. so Naomi Harris is his Jude Law's wife and it turns out the real reason she's there is she's actually looking for Jude Law because he never came back again and mm. it's there's utter craziness in there and some really weird stuff but it was compelling viewing. It was really, apart from the 12 hours, which was just nonsense. <laughs> apart from the digging just, the whole bit. <laughs> it was, um, but no, it, it was good. Really enjoyed it. So, you know, it was, it was kind of an event. You know, it's one of those TV shows that became sort of an event kind of thing. So, um, what, what was it called again? The Third Day. Um, another TV show I, I really enjoyed two thirds of was right at the start of 2020, we had an adaptation of Dracula. By Mark yeah. Gatiss and Stephen Moffat. Um, right, yeah. And it was a three-parter. You had a guy called Clay Bangs playing Dracula, who was very good visually, looked absolutely spot on. And um, the first part was a traditional Dracula story, um, him in the, in, the, um, in the castle with um, Jonathan Harks, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, tells a normal story. And then in the second part, it's him trying to get to England on a ship. 
and so it's sort of them realizing people start dying on the ship and then realizing something's not on and realizing there's a vampire there and trying to protect themselves and all this sort of stuff and then that has at the end of it such a great twist because they they manage to get dracula into a coffin and throw him into the sea and he's in the sea and then he comes out and he manages to break out of the coffin and he walks on the bottom of the sea to land in England and then he comes he comes up and he starts to walk up the beach and all of a sudden there's this big spotlight and he's sort of looking around going what's the hell and then a helicopter with a spotlight on him comes over and you realise that the whole thing had been set in the what sort of late 1830s, 1900s. Yeah, 100s. He'd actually been in the coffin for over 100 years at the bottom of the sea, and you think he's breaking out immediately. So he's arriving in modern-day England, which gives the whole tale a completely different spin. But then the third part, they got completely wrong. They ballsed it up, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was such a shame was... that they'd nailed the first two episodes <laughs> and then got the third one so horribly, horribly wrong. Because we watched the first, and then we obviously went on to something else and never went back for the second. Right. And when you said that about the second, I'm thinking, oh, right, maybe it was the first bit that is, you know, not too. And they really. And, <laughs> but of course, not now in the last <laughs> bit. Is it really. Is it really that bad? Yes. It was, yeah. It was, oh, I mean, pr- pretty much across the board, everybody says, oh, you know, to get the first two episodes so right and get the third one so wrong. It was really disappointing, a very disappointing ending. Um, there you go and then the last one I had TV wise was a TV show that's probably not not that well known uh, it's based on a um, on a comic book uh, called Stump Town which was written by um, Greg Rucker um, and who's a sort of famous um, uh, comic writer and uh, tells the story of um, a sort of down at heel female private eye called Dex Parios, who, you know, heavy drinker, you know, nothing ever seems to go away, but she always manages to solve the case in the comics. And in this, she's played by uh, Kobe Smulders, um, you know, from um, How I Met Your Mother and obviously Maria oh, yes. Hill um, in the um, Avengers movies. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, uh, her sort of. Uh, best friend uh, is a guy called Gray runs a bar played by Jake Johnson um, who um, I, y- you would know him if you saw him he plays the guy in Jurassic World who's um, working in the control centre uh, yes. he, he also does the voice of Peter B. Parker in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse um, yeah. Yeah. and you know Dex has a uh, has a younger brother called Ansel who has uh, Down syndrome. Um, there's a there's a South American guy who runs a um, a taco stand that she's friends with called Tuki. Uh, and there's also a cop, um, uh, Detective Miles Hoffman, who's played by Michael Ely. Um, I don't know if the name rings a bell for you. Do you remember that show, Almost Human, that we liked? Oh yes, he yes. Was, he, he yeah. was the one who played the robot cop guy um yeah very good and, very good and so, and it was just you know they sort of spat if every every episode was sort of standalone but it sort of spun out and told one sort of big story across the season 
um, sort of a bit of a bit of a kind of murder mystery kind of thing. And um, yeah. and there was lovely running jokes like she had a really uh, her, her car was a real old banger, and uh, it had a um, a tape player that never worked apart from when she hit a bump when it would come on, and the only tape she had in it was this sort of eighties compilation, and it would always play. You know, really, um, uh, you know, sort of, um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like inappropriate yes, at the time, or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, 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 <laughs> it, it, it played really inappropriate songs compared to what was going on, who, who, who she had in the car or something. So it was, it was really good fun, but, um, and they renewed it for a second season, which was really good news. But then, obviously, the pandemic happened. And therefore, they decided that they weren't going to be able to make the second season in time to get it out. And so they ended up cancelling it, uh, which was a real shame. You think sort of how how hard it is to get a, to get a show renewed and they got it renewed. Yeah. And then pandemic happens and that's the end of it. So uh, and it was a shame. But if anybody can watch it, it was on, I think it was on Alibi. So yeah, if, you know, if, if you do get a chance to watch it, give it give it a watch. I mean, hopefully it'll end up yeah. on Netflix or I mean, something. But it was just really good yeah. fun. It was funny and it was you know, yeah, just, so, just a well, really good well, yeah, show. yeah, well written and, and obviously with a good cast as well. That makes it. Did you say it was? It's based on a comic. Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So did did you? So you've read the comic yes. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to buy the comic. So yeah. did you think that it it was paying homage to it or? or yeah, I mean really? they. They took the basic principle of the character, which was this sort of down at heel, um, you know, female private eye. But beyond that, I mean, you know, she she never had, you know, the friend Grey. She never had a, a, a Down syndrome brother. You know, it's it sort of, you know, there's obviously these elements added to give it more of a, an ensemble feel within the series. You know, the, the, the comics are very much her, um, yeah. you know, doing doing her own thing. Um, I suppose that's always the worry is the fact that you you want to you know be kind to the original you know the um, it, thing that makes it, but you want to bring something new because if you know the comics back to to front, where you could you know what enjoyment are you going to get from it? Yeah, I think them add, adding something if it works means you can enjoy it just as much as what we do coming like fresh from not knowing that it was a absolutely. You know, I, a comic I think as, well. as it was the comic would have been very hard to make as a TV show because it would just be one person running around doing everything with a with a constant you know you know monologue in their head kind of thing because you because you've yeah. got no one to play off but yeah having that you know and also sort of her having people she cared about means that she had something to lose whereas in the comic she never really had that she was she was a lone wolf and so you know no one could get at her by by attacking those she loves so you know it sort of gave her that gave the whole thing a bit more of an edge so yeah really enjoyed that okay well we've come to the end of our part one of a review of 2020 um well i have to come back (laughs) i'm afraid so (laughs) (laughs) so um thanks for listening we hope, both hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode. You can hear us on Apple and Google Podcasts and our new website, which is down the back of the sofas.com. You can hear us on Podbeam and you can now even ask your Amazon Echo device to play down the back of the sofas and we will be there. Alexa, play us. the best podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funnily enough. It's not out. 
You can contact us via our website or Facebook page. Our email address is uh, dtbots77 at gmail.com and our Twitter account is at dtbots. That's D-T-B-O-T-S down the back of the sofas. Graham, any last words? Only to say... My, I hope Russ gets better soon, and I and I apologise if I've let him down in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, lovely. Okay, we will see you again for part two. Bye, bye, bye. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he could bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm gonna be your sensei. Your boot and your motorcycle and your helmet.